Man, we gotta start using Apple Cash. Okay, why? It's so easy and convenient. Apple Cash lives in messages. All right. So I can pay you in the convos we're already having. Not forget a payment or have money sitting somewhere just collecting dust. Oh, that is nice. And then you can use that cash right away and buy stuff like at a store with Apple Pay. I don't have to do all that bank transfer stuff. Nope. It's just right there. Easy, convenient, and secure. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? See how easy that was? Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by Kim Crawford Wines. Kim Crawford invites you to savor amazing with a chilled glass of New Zealand's finest. Named in the Wine Spectator Top 100 list four times. Every sip of Kim Crawford Sauvignon Blanc is filled with tropical fruit flavors like passion fruit and citrus to help you experience golden hour how you see fit. Visit KimCrawfordWines.com to learn more and find Kim Crawford Wine near you. Savor amazing. For those 21 and over, please savor responsibly. Constellation Imports, Rutherford, California. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stefan Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. Welcome to another episode of Happy Hour, in which we either talk about something that we are just thinking about, watching things and talking about that, or just, you know, hanging out. Um, And today is my turn, and I'm going to do a little bit of psychosis. So let's, let's just think on this for a minute. And Annie, okay. I know you're going to have plenty to say. You're going to have plenty to say. Um, because we often talk about fiction and or shows. And we obviously love movies and books because that's part of our series. But of course, before we start that, just a reminder, we are doing a happy hour. And with a happy hour means to drink responsibly. Correct, Annie? Yes, always. <laughs> or do whatever responsibly. So if you're driving and you're enthralled in our conversation and you're mm. saying things with us, pay attention to the road. Yes. You know, be responsible, correct? <laughs> mm-hmm. Also, uh, we're not sponsored by any specific drinks. We are sponsored by other things, as you will tell in our ads that come in between uh, <laughs> our episodes so often, but mm-hmm. uh, not specifically of anything. So if anybody has some cool uh, drinks or beverages or anything that they would love for us to sponsor that actually is ethically good, come on. Yes. <laughs> come, come at us. Uh, mm-hmm. But today, what are you drinking, Annie? I am drinking a simple vodka soda. Oh, nice. Because uh, I have some vodka where I normally don't, so I'm mixing it up a little bit. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. And I am kind of still on vacation mode, and so that means I am very tired, and alcohol makes me sleepy. So I'm mm. keeping it non-alcoholic today with just some coffee, because I need to be alert, and seltzer water. 
Yay. Oh. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you know, sometimes you just have to hold back. Yes. <laughs> Today is that day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but also, because I've been thinking about all of the shows that we talked about, we, we're going to talk about so much more, I know, in the future, especially when it comes to, like, mommy issues and parent issues and drama within families, because that's been something in my head and how often these shows center around family yeah. drama, blah, blah, blah. Also, the fact that I am a serial rewatcher uh, to mm-hmm. the fact that my partner comes in, knows what I'm watching, and probably has seen one segment of a series 10 times without <laughs> ever seeing the entire se- series or even a full episode at any point in time. Like, that's how often I do this. Um, to the point that when people tell me how much they rewatch something that they love, like you and I have several shows in common. Uh, mm-hmm. Lauren from uh, Saver, mm-hmm. your other co-host, your other other, <laughs> and I've talked about it. And she would shamefully tell me how much she watched something, and I'd be like, "Yeah, me too. I've only watched <laughs> that many times." Uh, but I really think this, of course, it's become bigger and bigger in conversation, especially during the pandemic. You have a ritual which I have decided to take part in since the beginning of the pandemic, right? That's why I started it. I was, yeah. it was, it's kind of become where, so I know we've talked about this before, but briefly before we get into the, like, the heart of this conversation, I have this Sunday, 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 which has a long history, but, but during the pandemic, I turned it into, I'm going to watch the original Star Wars trilogy every Sunday until the pandemic is over. So I, I started in March. I started March 13th that weekend, um, and I've been doing it since. And I do stuff in the background when they're on most of the time, but I don't know when the pandemic will end. Now I'm like, when when do when do I say, okay, I did the thing that I set out to do? <laughs> and originally I was going to do a Star Wars play, so it was all about memorizing it. And then it became, well, if the end of the world is coming, I have to be able to play these movies in my head, so I have to memorize <laughs> them. So I don't know. I don't know what's going to. I don't know the future of it, um, right. but we'll see. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Uh, which is funny because we watched a movie that I had never seen in my life, uh, and they actually have an apocalyptic scene where they are redoing Star Wars as you had talked about. Rain of Fire. Yep. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> which was not what at all what I thought was going to be. I was like, oh, this is... Yes. What? I was very confused by the premise because to me it was supposed to be in the like Middle Ages, and I'm like, oh, yeah. this is not... This is apocalyptic with dragons. That's a new twist. It's okay. an interesting film. <laughs> okay. Uh, but speaking of twists. Um, mm-hmm. And I started thinking about that. And, you know, it became a funny tweet uh, about how, yeah, my mental health is pretty much reprised of uh, baking bread and watching uh, The Office every day repeatedly. Um, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm, me, except for the bread making part. I just sat and watched things while I played mm-hmm. games on my phone. That's my That was my zone out moment. And I always thought I was odd and I felt ashamed because there were moments of, I think, where is it? It's calculated how many times you've watched something. And I'm like, oh, no. Mm-hmm. I don't need to see this. I don't. I don't need to see how many times I've seen this. But thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's not unusual. As in fact, they talked about in a Vogue article about why we rewatch things. Uh, that even though The Office uh, ended in 2013, it clocked over 87 million minutes of viewership in 2020 alone during the pandemic, um, which was confirmed by Nielsen, who does a lot of media statistics and all of that. And I found that 
interesting. That made me feel good because that was also one of the shows that I would rewatch, which took me forever to actually watch to begin with. Because mm-hmm. I was, it made me feel so awkward and so uncomfortable. But yeah. after I made it through the first uh, watch through, I knew when I could fast forward or get up to get take breaks because I knew uh-huh. how cringy an episode would be. Interesting. Uh huh. Yeah, this is how I do things. Well, no, because I can't wait to compare. You and I have a different. I, we'll talk about it, but yeah, yeah go well, on. We, we should, we should. Mm-hmm. Um, but I found that very interesting because this is what I do. I have a handful of shows, and you probably could name them mm-hmm. that I rewatch. Consistently, I rewatch it to go to bed. I uh, rewatch it while I'm stressed. I rewatch it to just sit and zone out. Like it's so many times that you will see me watch the same five shows, which my partner doesn't do this. Although he does have comfort movies, but there's only mm-hmm. like a few that he has. Um, so I always thought that I was odd for this, mm-hmm. especially because things like The Office does not politically age well. Like, it's not <laughs> right. politically correct. And there's a lot of moments I'm like, oh my God, they could not do this today and they shouldn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And those are some of the cringy moments. I'm like, can't watch that. Can't, can't watch that. Right. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This podcast is brought to you by Kim Crawford Wines. Life is busy. There are so many things on your to-do list with so little time to do them. And you're always thinking about others' needs before thinking of your own. Trust me, we understand. Kim Crawford does too. That's why they're inviting you to experience Golden Hour, your chance to reclaim your time and laugh with your favorite people, play your favorite song on repeat, gaze outside your window and daydream about your wildest dreams, or celebrate your victories. No matter the moment, you can savor it all with a chilled glass of New Zealand's finest. As the number one ranked Sauvignon Blanc in the U.S., Kim Crawford has classic aromas of lifted citrus, tropical fruit, and crushed herbs to help you stay in a golden hour state of mind. Because golden hour is more than just time, it's whenever you want to savor amazing. Visit KimCrawfordWines.com to learn more. That's KimCrawfordWines.com to find Kim Crawford Wine near you. Savor amazing. For those 21 and over, please savor responsibly. Constellation Imports, Rutherford, California. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands. 
not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly boring since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. And in that same Vogue article, they talked about possibly why, and in having this conversation, it talks about, it is unsurprising that we looked for security, familiarity, and routine in our everyday lives to gain a sense of control. Sameness and repetition can help reduce anxiety as we can have an existing knowledge of how things are likely to, and in turn, dial back uncertainty and worry. We can watch what we know over and over again without any surprises, thereby giving us the control and predictability we need in an unpredictable global situation." Which is exactly right. Like, that's definitely something that I think of constantly, that I know what to expect. Which is also why I don't like watching new things. I have to work up to watching new things. Mm-hmm. Do you? Okay, so this was the thing I want to talk about. Yes, <laughs> but I'm also bad at, I'm bad about I don't want to be spoiled. If something is culturally relevant, people are talking about it, I want to watch it and be up to date. But I also feel, and I've said this before, like television is homework. Um, so I, all of the things I rewatch, none of them are TV shows. Because to me, that that that's forever. Like, what is it? Like, I need it to end. I'm a completionist. A friend of mine this weekend was like, I can see why you can't play open world games. You need a, like beginning, the end, and then it's done. Like... If I can't finish it within a day, <laughs> no. <laughs> so, <laughs> so things like um, I did after you recommended it, I started Only Murders in the Building. There's What We Do in the Shadows right now has a new season. I love, I love watching those and I'll watch them the day they come out, but I'm so bad at watching them because I'm doing work or I'm reading fan fiction. Or, so I, I'll watch them like two or three times in a day, the new episode, because I probably missed like a whole bit where I just got distracted. Um, so I feel like that's an interesting difference between you and I, but I do still have to, like, if there's something that people tell me I love, you'll love it, and it's five seasons long, I really have to work up to that. I will do mm-hmm. it, but I, it is, I, I'm with you there where I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which is funny, and the reason I rewatch longer series is because I don't want it to end. The feeling mm-hmm. of something ending makes me feel like I've lost somebody or there's this feeling of uh, mourning mm-hmm. for whatever the show is or the person or the characters. I am going through that. So I watched The Flash. Mm-hmm. Probably one of the only series that I've watched consistently and on a updated basis, meaning like it just released its newest episodes Eh, there's three of them, but it just released its newest episode on Netflix. Uh, I think it was filmed in 2022, so actually updated. And I'm very sad because two, like several of the main characters are gone and they're just gone, and there's yeah. no mention of them. And I'm like, this makes me so sad. And I know, mm-hmm. I know, these people are actors, and this is not their lives. But right. to me, that's the lives of these characters. Of course, we're going to talk about this in a minute too. But just about the fact that they that these characters are gone makes the show even sadder 
to me. Mm-hmm. And I know it's eventually going to end. Like you can feel right. it ending. Like they need to end because you don't want it to get bad either. Right. Uh, but at the same time, like there's this mourning and loss to it that I cannot stand. Like it, mm-hmm. it makes me feel empty. I'm not going to lie. Supernatural, which by the way, some uh, person was like, if you watch the show, I don't trust you. <laughs> I was like, there's a lot of this problematic. There's so many things that I'm ready to go down a rabbit hole and I have this conversation because I know the Dean, Sam debate is out there and I still have like a fundamental like harsh list because I'm like I get why Dean is the favorite we're not talking specifically about them I promise um but at the same time, I'm like, he is really problematic. Like, he's abusive in every form of the way. Like, I get he's redeemable, according to the fans. And I love Dean. Don't don't come at me. People are going to yell at me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but at the same time, he, he's truly abusive. The amount of punches, and I get it. It's supposed to be him showing emotion. But why are we okay with men showing violence as emotions? Like, type of thing. There's a lot of conversations we can have on this, too. Uh, but all of that to say, like... When these characters, to me, like, go away or when something abruptly ends, it makes me very, very, very sad. Like, to the point, and it may be because I didn't love the way it ended. Hey, I know. I'm not going to argue about that. There's been a lot of, like, feelings of the ending <laughs> of shows like Supernatural, which have went on for, like, what, 14 years? 15 15 years, which is an obscenely long time. Mm-hmm. That's not a soap opera. Like, <laughs> the fact that they continued with their main characters that long is pretty mm-hmm. significant. Um, but the fact that it went on that long, and for me, the ending was so sad that I was like, can never watch. So I won't watch the last, like, three episodes. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I just keep starting it over again. Like, that's who I am, because I need to go back to the nostalgia, even though there's some very problematic episodes in that uh, series as well. There's so many problematic things that I still enjoy for my zoning out, which is a whole different conversation. Mm-hmm. But for me, it is that needing to have that comfort of controlling what I can and don't want to see. So if I don't want to see a plot line, I fast forward. And because mm-hmm. I know it well enough, I know how long to fast forward. Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of one of those moments. Um, then again, if I've said it so often, I will rewatch things just because I haven't seen it in so long that I'm like, I have to watch this because I forgot what this mm-hmm. was. But also to that, the article talks about the fact of the love of the characters, and I thought it was interesting. Uh, uh, Vogue says, people who struggle with expressing themselves often tend to take on characteristics from the characters they love. Uh, These small mechanisms can help you express emotions that have previously been difficult to express. So I was like, hmm, I'm pretty good about expressing myself, but at the same time, the drama, the layer that's already been written in a dialogue, I'm like, maybe I could say that instead and (laughs) taking on that persona. I know for the longest time, and she's for real, for real problematic. Um, I did think I was a little little like Liz Lemon in -hmm. 30 Rock because at the very least, like she was single, she was always running into issues, she she was a mess and she was Mm -hmm. sarcastic and it wasn't about being cute. Uh, right. Looking back on it, like, oh no, she was really anti-women, even though she was supposed to be feminist in mm-hmm. her in her, uh, you know. And she's an actual terrible person if you met her in real life, like the overbearing boss who would never give way, like give vacations and mm-hmm. anyway, whatever. But like, I did. I used her as someone who was like, oh look, she's a leading girl, she's a leading lady, and I could be like her as well. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a conversation we've had a lot. Um, on this show and specifically with me with trauma about why like I write fan fiction and why 
I get upset when people don't like or outright are mean about characters that I like. It's because it feels like you're attacking me at that mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. Um, and because there's a reason I connect to them. And if you are attacking that, then it feels like you're attacking me, which is not necessarily the case. I know that. But it does feel that way because I identify with these characters so mm-hmm. much. And for me, it's very helpful to express our work through things because, as I've said before, I think it's a self-esteem thing almost where if I love Leia or Luke and they go through something that I can relate to and they go through it and are, you know, able to continue their lives as a functioning adult, (laughs) then I can do it too. Like I can... And it does... I don't look down on them for going through this thing whereas I might for myself. Um... And that's, you know, verging into more fan fiction-y territory. But it it is something where I can just sit and imagine about how they would interact in a certain situation and it makes me feel better. Or I can write fan fiction about them in a certain situation that's really about, about me and it makes me feel better. It's just those connections you form with something or someone that feel so comforting. Yeah. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring with access to over 6 million active hourly workers. Snag a job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand, tempt to hire part time or full time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store, clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah. Snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This podcast is brought to you by Kim Crawford Wines. Life is busy. There are so many things on your to-do list with so little time to do them. And you're always thinking about others' needs before thinking of your own. Trust me, we understand. Kim Crawford does too. That's why they're inviting you to experience Golden Hour, your chance to reclaim your time and laugh with your favorite people, play your favorite song on repeat, gaze outside your window and daydream about your wildest dreams, or celebrate your victories. No matter the moment, you can savor it all with a chilled glass of New Zealand's finest. As the number one ranked Sauvignon Blanc in the U.S., Kim Crawford has classic aromas of lifted citrus, tropical fruit, and crushed herbs to help you stay in a golden hour state of mind. Because golden hour is more than just time, it's whenever you want to savor amazing. Visit KimCrawfordWines.com to learn more. That's KimCrawfordWines.com to find Kim Crawford Wine near you. Savor amazing. For those 21 and over, please savor responsibly. Constellation Imports, Rutherford, California. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands. 
not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly boring since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. The Atlantic has an article about it as well, and they wrote, watching something again and again seems like it would make entertainment lose its initial pill, but psychologists have found that reputation breeds affection. Familiar fare requires less mental energy to process, and when, that, when something is easy to think about, we tend to consider it good. So the idea that repetition makes it easier for us to process and think about, and then also it becomes something that's a part of us. It, it brings in an affection to it. And yeah. I think that's uh, perfect. Apparently there is a scientific term for this, and it's mere exposure effect. So that's a that's a whole other conversation in itself. But yeah, you grow to love these characters. You grow to like have some ownership of these characters, which we've talked about in uh, our episodes about fandoms. Um, I feel that same way. So initially, I was going to talk about Once Was Upon a Time, which is that whole drama series uh, based on fairy tales, and how much I just really loved it. Like it becomes enough of drama. But yeah. then also all the family appeal that is kind of like, oh, and then all the fantasy appeal that I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. there we go. And then so many of the women come rising up being their own heroes type of thing. You're like, yeah, yeah. Very cheesy. Mm-hmm. I love it. Um, mm-hmm. I still love it to this day and I still rewatch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it also talks about just being able to heal and just being able to be angry and just being able to grow. Like all of these things. And it's why I love fantasy series to that level. I have used to love really dark and dystopian type of series, movies. I can't do that as much anymore. I don't know. Maybe I'm just tired. Maybe I'm just like tired of crying. Who knows? (laughs) Um, But like those are the shows and movies that I find appealing for me. But at the same time, those are the things that I find comforting. That is my hug. That is my blanket. That is my cup of tea, which we've done comfort series and some people like yourself and as we know our friend Marissa like sad movies and I still don't get that (laughs) but that's okay I know sometimes you just need a good cry catharsis yeah yeah yeah. but I thought it was something to look down and I did want to see if this was more of uh, like a gendered thing I couldn't Mm -hmm. find any articles so if someone out there has some uh, knowledge of that please let us know because Mm -hmm. I feel like again maybe it's just being people around me most of the dudes in my life can't understand why I do this. And most of the women in my life or uh, who lean, lean film know why I do this and empathize with me in such a great capacity that it feels gendered. I don't know. Yeah, I have a similar experience. And I, I, there's some, in some ways, I think that makes sense because we've talked before about how, at least when we did that episode, women prefer horror movies compared to men. And that's one of the theories is because women have a lot more constant anxieties and fears as compared Mm -hmm. to men. So it could be something like that. It could be that it expresses itself differently. I know this is probably a stretch. I'd love to look into it. One of the reasons I like to rewatch things over and over is because I feel like I have to be doing something. Like I have to multitask. I have to multitask, Mm -hmm. even if Mm -hmm. I don't want to multitask. So if Mm -hmm. I just want to read fan fiction and work on D&D, that's not enough. So I put on Star Wars because then I'm watching Star Wars, but I'm also doing this. Like, mm-hmm. I have to have that. And I know women are, are at least, again, this is old older episode, but we did one and women are more likely to multitask because they feel too guilty about 
just doing the one thing. And then for me, there's definitely like, I mean, you've seen it. I feel like a dopamine hit when mm-hmm. I'm like watching these things. But like, but here's the music, here's this far, here's this. And it's just yeah. like, it. it's, I wonder if there's any studies on, I bet there is, because there was a lot of looking into nostalgia and the effect of nostalgia for a while. So I, I'm just curious about that. And also, I would love to find statistics about what are the things people rewatch the most? Right. Um, mm. You know what? They do talk about the fact that the nostalgia is a reason for people to binge watch. This Atlantic uh, article talks about it. It's saying that uh, it's nice to remember the past merely because it's the past. Uh, and, and they talk about it a little deeper. But I think it's very, like they talk about several reasons. Uh, familiarity, nostalgia, just remembering the good old days. And I may be like one of those people. That's why I loved musicals so much. Mm -hmm. Not because I remember those days, but I want to know what those days were like. And it seems so golden and amazing. Mm -hmm. At the same time, I'm like, I am Asian. That wouldn't have been my world. But in my mind, it's so glamorous and beautiful. And, uh, you know, all of the spectra vision type of level of Mm -hmm. colors, that cinematic level. That's what I would think of. But then again, we kind of know that that's this misguided reality of like Hollywood makes it what it wants to be. Right. But There's yeah, it's kind of that nostalgia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, like watching movies about the 80s, watching things about uh, friendship, it still gets to me. Um, mm-hmm. So Now and Then was one of my favorite movies because it kind of, it was supposed to be like, I think post-Vietnam War, but there's still some nostalgia to that being with your friends and doing yeah. all of these like things and like rituals and having these secrets and knowing that you had one or two of you were the best friends in that group. Like it was so reminiscent to so many things. Mm-hmm. It feels nostalgic to me. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think the the comfort of knowing how something ends, uh, the comfort of like being able to just immerse yourself in the kind of the safety aspect of okay, I got this. And I think also it manifests in different ways because I totally get why the office was a big one when we were told you can't go to the office anymore. Like, <laughs> But for me, it's like, oh, it's in space and this other, like I don't have to deal. That's mm-hmm. not reality. And I know they're going to be happy. That's why I like the end of Return of the Jedi. It seems like everything's going to be happy and then you throw everything else in there and it's not. So I like to pretend it's just in closed space. But <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I told, it makes sense. It makes perfect sense to me. And it makes perfect sense, like the way you do it versus the way I do it. Right. It's it's really interesting. And I, I'm glad you brought this up because sometimes I also feel embarrassed. <laughs> but yeah. I'm like, yeah. Just you know, comforting. being a forty-something-year-old woman, I was like, I still rewatch these same shows. I love it. <laughs> you know, we do what we can to to get by and to feel comforted. And oh, like, there's anything happy, wrong with that? Happy thing, comfortable thing, <laughs> mm-hmm. self-care. Yes, yes, indeed. Well, cheers to you, Samantha. Cheers, and cheers to you, listeners. If you have anything. You like to rewatch anything, any thoughts around this? Please let us know. You can email us at stephaniemomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at momstuffpodcast or on Instagram at stuff I'll never told you. Thanks as always to our super producer, Christina. Cheers, Christina. Cheers. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff I Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This podcast is brought to you by Kim Crawford Wines. 
Kim Crawford invites you to savor amazing with a chilled glass of New Zealand's finest, named in the Wine Spectator Top 100 list four times. Every sip of Kim Crawford Sauvignon Blanc is filled with tropical fruit flavors like passion fruit and citrus to help you experience golden hour how you see fit. Visit KimCrawfordWines.com to learn more and find Kim Crawford Wine near you. Savor amazing. For those 21 and over, please savor responsibly. Constellation Imports, Rutherford, California. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. The state of Tennessee is one of the few places where the sounds are just as breathtaking as the sights. Whether that's live music at a historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laughing as they explore what's right around the bend, Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect.